Yeah, well, oh. Um, okay. My turn to start this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. This week. <laughs> it was a bit of a game of two halves. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I think Wednesday yeah. felt quite troubling and slightly disorientating mm. and um, draining. And then today, Friday, felt really settled and energizing and encouraging. Oh, wow. Do you know what made the difference? Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to figure out how to kind of navigate this particular stage where you don't have a product that people are using. Um, so you can't do all the things that you do if you had that case, like for example, look at analytics data and kind of see what people are using in the product and how they're using it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have all that. You're, you're still at the idea phase and, um, and it can, the idea can shift around as we've talked about. Um, so it's a bit of a mental game. Yeah. Um, so the question is, well, how do you handle yourself on this time? What do you do? And, um, yeah, from the different founders that I've spoken to, and particularly this email that came in from Rahul. Um, uh, Who's of, Rahul? So Rahul Vora is the CEO of Superhuman. Um, oh, just, okay. <laughs> just the, all right, carry yeah. on. And what did he just, say? Well, I asked him, I said, because he's quite structured in how he works and what he does, and he's got a whole system of... Um, a survey and questions and and how you take in answers and structure them to decide what to do with the product which kind of kicks in once you've got about 70 to 80 people using the product i am but i asked him the so i just emailed him i mean he, maybe he got back because he got back with him the day maybe that's he's a, he's a ceo of the world's fastest email yeah, <laughs> product so testimony to his email service <laughs> yeah. and he mentioned that like because i sent it I think I sent it to Rahul.Vora at Superhuman. He said he just put a note, he goes, if you just send it to Rahul at Superhuman, I'll be able to get faster. I was like, faster than a day? Okay. <laughs> so, um, but Mr. yeah. Superhuman himself. But I asked him the question, I said, I said that the, the writing that you've done and the system that you've kind of built around how you handle customer feedback seems to kick in 70 people plus using the product. I said, what's your advice for what a founder does now when you don't even have a product that people are using? Yeah, we do, you don't even have a product that people are using. Yeah. And he can't... I'll, um, I'll read his reply because he's like... it's. I'm sure he's got a million things that he's doing. And then he <laughs> just like sees this random guy kind of come in and hit him with this question. Uh, but he just comes back with this really... I don't know. Smart thing. So I'll find it here in my emails. Da, 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 da. Um, actually, why don't I just search? Sorry, I'm taking my time. But yeah, <laughs> he um, it was quite impressive. Uh, Rahul. Here we are. So I gave him that basically what I told you. He says, hi, Matt. Uh, and then basically it's just a paragraph before you get to 30 to 70 people do a combination of one follow your intuition and two talking to lots of potential users in real life hard to do these days but maybe you can arrange zoom chats speaking to 50 oh he's talking about 
lockdown. Yeah, okay. yeah. Speaking to 50 plus people should relatively quickly build your intuition. Hope that helps. Speak soon, Rahul. Hmm. And I think he's so right. So you're still just at that, because what did you say? You're like 17 people in what? at this stage. Eh? So you're still, it feels like you've spoken to heaps and, but truth be told, it's still very early stage and hence the murkiness and yes. the confusion. Yeah. Things so still having a Yeah, exactly. That's the high level message. And I think that's why today was so settled because mm. I was kind of just back into the, okay, let's just keep talking to people. Because mm. I've, I've probably sent emails out to about 40 people, maybe mm-hmm. 45. Um, but yeah, I've only really chatted to about 17, 18 people. Um, maybe a bit more if you go back to hunch days. Yeah. But um, yeah, only really that and kind of my current um, thinking and processing mm-hmm. so yeah so today was just a email so I sent 10 emails out today um, I joined actually I joined five slack groups um, <laughs> of conversations actually and interesting two of them were designer conversations because one of my questions is well do I actually do I focus on des- is, is this fundamentally going to be a product for designers or founders Mm. But so by joining a couple of designer Slack chats, yeah. is that with the aim of trying to test those waters? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And I'm kind of just getting a sense of what's the conversation? What are people struggling with? Mm. And it seems that designers are a lot about like what methods are using and that kind of stuff. Mm. And then founders are kind of more like... How do I get people to actually pay stuff and how do I keep my business alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems to be that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting over time to see one, what are the, yeah, the things that people really need, and two, like, what am I actually still drawn to? I kind of have this gravity back to founders. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess following my intuition. That, yeah. And does it have, I mean, can a tool not be built in such a way that it can be helpful to both founders and designers? Like, I, do you have yeah. to make that distinction right now? Because it's a good it, question. It, yeah, it just strikes me as the types of ways that they'll both those groups will be using it is quite similar. Yeah, it's a, it can it's a, be quite similar. Yes, it's a good question, particularly when you're talking about both these groups actually talk to customers mm-hmm. and take that information back and change the product. They but they both got the power to kind of change what the product is yeah i think um yeah and, and in the future there may be a tool that is used probably used by both mm. the, the thing would be that they, do you have a beef with agencies agencies <laughs> <laughs> design agencies i having worked in them for a while yeah what's your why do you not want to serve designers i think that they it's more that they have slightly different problems. Okay. Okay. So, so there's not like you've got issues with them. It's not. No. No. Okay. And, I, and I think working with designs would be really cool. I think okay. that the thing and maybe the why I have the drawback to founders is that often when you're doing design work, especially in larger organizations, what you're doing is you, you're not just trying to improve the product for customers. What you're also doing and, and practically a lot of the time what you're doing is you're taking the information that you find about customers and you're presenting that to the organization to convince the organization that they need to change and, and make these changes for customers. 
So you're doing two things? This is designers now. Yeah, designers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because when you think about it, a designer, either a designer that's been employed for a company or in, particularly in an agency, yeah. you're making the case for change yeah. a lot of the time because you've got to get itself. the rest of the organization yeah. on board. Whereas if you're the founder, you don't care about any of that. You don't like present, you, you don't, sometimes you don't even tr- like worry about capturing all the information to put it in kind of pretty mm. power, like pretty presentations because mm. you just get the thing done. Um, so yeah, I think there's an added factor with designers, which, which makes for a bunch of other particular challenges in doing that. For example, like how do you actually capture all the quotes from the customers such that you can make that case to the business to change, to, to make a certain change. Whereas a founder, you might want to collect quotes from customers for your own processing or for your team, but it's not as important because once you've heard it, then your intuition has already changed. And you don't have to convince anyone to make the change. You just make the change. So yeah. So there's those kind of differences. So for example, if you're you're focusing on designers, you might want to start to help them with that capturing of quotes and putting them in a way that they can easily present them. Whereas a founder, that might not be so much of an issue. So I think okay. that's that's where you kind yep. of the differentiation. Bit of difference. But I think there is overlap in the mm. the kind of the jobs that they're doing. Yeah. All the particular tasks that um, would yep. mean that they could you, the talk could be common across both. Yeah, but I mean, it wouldn't be the first time in history that something is made for a certain group and it's picked up by others because it's got really helpful features. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a funny thing about like design and product building is that you do, you think you know what um, what the thing is going to be use, used for and why it's valuable and then you create it and then you you often get it seems like founders often get surprised by how their products are actually used mm. and what part of the product is actually helpful and it's it can like be something quite different to what you expect mm. so yeah but um yeah so i mean i guess overall um, that what you just said there hang on like yeah. that makes it so hard once again i mean okay let's just take the example you have been putting an idea out there to a bunch of founders mm-hmm. they're going because it's not an actually built tool yet mm-hmm. so they're just going on the idea mm-hmm. and going yeah yeah nah but that was yeah, the one idea i tested but most of the conversation is not so much about the idea but about their experience of talking to customers oh okay yeah, so that's but i'm talking about the times when you've actually put a product out there in yep. front of them and yep. they've said no. like soundboard yep yeah no i wouldn't pay for this yeah but just before you said, oh, founders, once you've gotten past the phase and you've got paying customers and then founders are actually surprised by the part of the product that yep. people find helpful. Yep. That's so where... what are, like, I mean, they could find some part of it helpful, which is not at all the part that the designer had an intent yep. on yep. making. That's where... So do you see where I'm going with this? Like your mm. the people you put it in front of could be like, ah, uh, nah, I wouldn't. But yet, when you if you have actually built it, then there might be a part of it that yeah. they are actually like, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, that that's where Rahul Vora's stuff kicks in and his system of actually how do you like move the product to what people really need and in parallel define exactly who you like think this thing needs to be for as well. So that's, that's what's his stuff. Is this just what he wrote to you in the email doing? Going one, um, talk to more people and well. One, trust your gut, and two, talk to more people. 
that that's what he recommended for this stage where you don't have okay. people using the product. Has he done a whole bunch of like There's like an article in books. ten podcasts oh, okay, that like he's so done. He, and he's quite right. famous for what uh-huh. he calls the product market fit survey. Rahul Vora. He's Vora. Uh, yeah. He's okay. a British guy. Okay. Um Yeah. So he's quite famous for like helping this is the big notorious challenge of a product uh-huh. is, is what they call product market fit. So getting a product that there's a market for and there's a nice fit between those two things. So yeah, so that that's comes a bit later where you start to kind of get get it kind of dialed in for a particular type of person. Yeah. But the challenge before that is getting anything used in whatever <laughs> in any degree. Mm. So um, yeah, so I'm kind of in this stage now, and yeah. um, yeah. So okay, so next steps just chatting to more people. Yeah, e- more emails, and I'm kind of. Thinking about it as like a set amount of emails every day that I, I do. So every Wednesday and every Friday. So not hacking together more tools, more more of the tool. Just at this stage, put those tools down and actually just talk to more people. Um, I think it's a bit of both. So I still will be having time to develop the tools. And I'll now also put some of those ideas. So I've got those three ideas. I'll put those in front of people. Okay. I actually, probably the final thought um, in terms of this update is that I've now slightly adjusted my emails that go out. So whereas before it was more general, as I was learning how to do this stuff, it was more, um, the email was about um, asking other founders how they do it. So that was helping, helping me probably in two ways. One is that it was actually helping me form an approach to actually how I reach out to customers because they Mm. were giving me advice on all that stuff that was very helpful and then a bit of periphery i got a bit of a sense of what the challenges were but the the primary focus was on how they do this yep and so now now it's i'm I'm explicitly saying i'm actually um now that i've actually got some ideas i'm saying i've got some ideas to talk to you about in this area so which itself is a bit it's gonna be interesting to see how those emails go and whether the people are interested because oh, you, you they imagine... might now see it as like a bit of a sales pitch exactly. as opposed to just, hey, help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone's wanting to be the helpful guy. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, interesting. So, But I have had what, two what responses already. Change? What makes change? Why oh, am I Now that I actually have something here. Oh, okay. Because before I was like, I think there's something here, but I wasn't even sure if this was the audience. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, okay, I think there's something here. I've got some ideas so it's, I guess it's another level of commitment to this area. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, and it, will, it will be interesting to see, but yeah. You've already got two back. Two, two back and oh, booked cool. in for next week. So. Okay. That's good. You're doing really well. Honestly, like considering it was such an up and down week. Yeah. It's hard to judge what well is in yeah. this phase. It's oh, almost no like idea. when you're creating something, like things aren't linear that you just like progress from step one two three four and then you eventually just get it done it's this almost i don't know it seems to feel more like a you hit a threshold and then all of a sudden it feels a lot better and then there's like this confusion 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 confusion, and then for whatever reason a whole bunch of things connect and then you're you're away again it feels more jump study like that Mm. but certainly today it felt a lot better so i'm kind of bit of a dance yeah oh effectively what i'll probably do from now on for the next maybe five, six weeks, uh, maybe a little more, I don't know. I'll, my days practically will be, I'll set a goal for myself that I'm just going to try and email 10 people per day. So on a Wednesday, 10 people on a Friday and just keep 
emailing. Um, nice. If I get a lot of bookings and then it becomes too full, then I might dial that back a bit. But I'll basically just do that. And then I'm making sure I have a block each day. So maybe one of the four hours is um, dedicated just to improving the prototypes. And then those prototypes are now part of the conversation as um, as people kind of... And so I've got something to put in front of people. And then that, that kind of... In a way, it kind of probes deeper into the challenges and, and kind of, yeah, it, it makes them a little bit more real. So I'm not so much thinking about it and trying to sell a thing, but I'm using those prototypes to explore more. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that will be the rhythm for the next wee while. Just conversations. Prototy- yeah. And I can imagine that then things will just start to evolve. The prototypes, mm. I might kill one of them, um, combine them, yeah, mm. and who knows what will happen. Yeah. But that's the plan. Emergences something that's probably quite it's not something you've practiced much on like you yeah very you've got a very well-informed intuition and you usually have a bit of an idea of what you know a product's going to be or what a roadmap's going to look like or whatever so for you to actually like just put that down and go more on the emergence thing is quite a shift of gear yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, doing years of working on design projects and agencies, you don't have the option of necessarily not working. Mm. You basically you get paid for it to work. Yeah. So you have methods that are about getting into the, um, like the customer needs and then identifying mm. opportunities, which kind of works a bit more because often in that context you already have a product, you exactly. already have a service. Exactly, I was about to say, like, the scope's so much narrower. And yeah, exactly. Like... And that makes a lot, like, quite a big difference. Huge, Whereas yeah. right now, like, you don't have mm-hmm. a product and the product can change yeah. and the market can change. So there's a lot more, the safeties are kind of off. Yeah. And there's a lot more room to move. So it makes, I mean, a lot more freedom, but also a lot more yeah. kind of confusion. And <laughs> Rahul guy, <laughs> Rahul guy. I hope he never ever listens to this. <laughs> As he okay. says, like you know, just it's a big difference from seventeen, eighteen people to seventy. Yeah. You know, so you've yeah. still got a long way to go of just doing this and something with the faith that something will emerge. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, cool. That's yeah. awesome. So that's the update. How about you? My day was muddled as shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard not having an office to go to. Huh. Like, especially for me, because my, like the kids are not used to me working. Mm -hmm. So I guess it was okay on Wednesday because they were still sleeping when my time ticked over one o'clock ticked over and I got to work but I'd only just like we had a morning excursion a train adventure and that kind of came back late and we, I'd just gotten them into bed when and I was exhausted and one o'clock hit and I was meant to start and then my mother rolled in yeah. <laughs> with some coffee and I'd completely got in the like days muddled up that she was coming over sure and so yeah, that was kind of, not that I minded. I needed a coffee and yeah. <laughs> cupcake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind of just meant like the first, my first hour was that. And then from there I was like, okay, now where do I go? Because the boys will be waking up soon. Mm. And it, 
I mean, that's just a whole bunch of thought and energy that you wouldn't have to do if you are um, at an office, you know? So it's like, I also the time, it was ticking on in the day and it's really hard to find a cafe, especially at the moment after lockdown. Mm. A lot of the cafes are closing earlier, so... Are they? Yeah, because I what guess they're just... Like around three. Okay, interesting. They were just struggling, like I think, yeah, with um, sure. business, and so they just locking up. I I don't think it's the busiest time for them, so yeah, they're just okay. closing up doors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, There's yeah. some practical realities there. That, that is one oh, yeah. interesting thing about life as a founder or as starting a venture. Mm. You could totally see why those shared spaces are such a hit. You know, shared workspaces because it is like your office and yeah. it's people that you can chat to as well and create with but you got to pay for that and yeah. right now like i, I mean can't it could be something it could be something for us to consider because i mean i guess the question the, the thing with is with what money though babe like we are yeah. so tight yeah so i don't think it is i just need to figure something else out so anyway i ended up going to the mm. library because last I, week the library really worked um and it the vibe was just not right for me this week like <laughs> I have to have a vibe that's right. I need to feel quite alone, quite private. Like, what was, was just, what was there was just on? a lot of people, okay. a lot of people, and yeah, I just didn't feel like there was much, like enough space for me. So all those to, people from the cafe decided to go to the library. Yeah, <laughs> just like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other thing was my headphones don't work, plug into our laptop. So you should take mine next time. Yeah, that might. Nice so anyway, answer. I ended up sitting in the car for two hours <laughs> just working. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yeah. So anyway, and then I was kind of like, okay, what do I do? So I wanted to do some research on people that I love their storytelling and their yep. cinematic storytelling as well. And so I um I did find. I, like, I mean, I'm, there's heaps more out there, I'm sure, but one that I did stumble across was Yeti Productions. Oh, yeah. And they just do some really cool, um, well, the length of their stories are different. It can be from, like, three-minute pieces to, like, 15, 20-minute pieces. Interesting. But, yeah, just beautiful. Um, I'd like to look at some more of their stuff. What, and what, uh, so, what for? Oh, so just, like, what's the general thing that they do? Like, what was... Anything. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, I looked through all of this stuff on YouTube to try and actually see what is the general vibe, and I couldn't really find anything, which is interesting because I'm like, I don't know if I would follow you because it's almost too broad. Like, I wouldn't subscribe to your channel because, yeah, you do cool things, but goodness, it ranges from like, yeah, the range is like a million miles type of thing. Um, They do beautiful stuff, though, so... um. But yeah, and that also kind of goes on one of the points that a I watched on a YouTube video of what mistakes not to make. Yeah. And that was trying to go too broadly, you know. So you basically narrow fra- your, fragment your audience. Yeah, just narrow your range so that people who, when they do subscribe to you, kind of have a good idea of what they're going to be getting sure. each week. Yeah. Yeah. And for the first, I'm normally like a, no, don't let me. <laughs> I don't want to narrow my options. <laughs> but for the first time this week, I actually had an experience of why. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I did do was I emailed Mike 
the link of these Yeti guys and also some of the things that videos that I had done in the past because he hasn't seen them. So yeah. to see what some cool. of my stuff was. Um, and yeah, I was kind of, I just threw it to him. I was like, do you reckon we meet up for a coffee next week or do you reckon we're not quite at that stage yet? We need to do a bit more research. So I don't know. I actually haven't checked my email again. I should have checked my email. <laughs> <laughs> Life just carries on, eh? It's like yeah. big. A lot cool. of lot going on in life. Um, yeah, so that was me. And it just felt super wasteful, to be honest. And I think that's, yeah. When you only have those four hours each week that's and then you don't make the most of it for whatever reasons, such a range of reasons. I was also super tired. So, because um, so, it sounded like you did some pretty productive stuff. That wasn't productive. There was like two little points of like, a whole range of stuff that I wanted to do. And not to say, like, I, I didn't really get through... I did two hours of work okay. out of four. And was that... I was going to ask, because was it just the shifting around of moving to the cafe and the yeah. like? Was it logistics yeah. that was yeah. the distraction? Or was yeah. it just and when you got to exhaustion. something? So this is something okay. that a few weeks ago, um, I read up a little bit on... Um, what's it called? Oh, it's some sort of oh growth mindset. Sure. So growth mindset is the whole idea that, well, it started off with researchers going, why for some kids, when they have a failure of some sort, it completely derails them yeah. and they can't get up. And why for others, it's just like a meh, back on the horse, know now what not to do, I've learned out of it. And um, yeah, it's all to do with the way that they see failure and that kind of thing. Okay. But, and I know for me, like this sounds maybe a little bit cocky, but I didn't fail much as a kid um, all throughout school. And I wish now that I had more. And um, How do kids fail in school? Is it like you... Well, whether you it be in the sport field or whether it be you're not you getting good grades shot. or... Okay. okay. Whatever, like, okay, so you or got not decent... getting a part in a in a you know stage production, or whatever, okay. like. So you got parts, you got decent yeah, grades, I got all and those you, things. you scored the girls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all right. And it just, I didn't feel like I like I got the yeah. I mean, there were little failures, but they just, I don't know. Maybe you had a growth mindset. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I did. Because well, I definitely don't now. Okay. Like right now, I kind of feel like any. Does growth failure I make. Well, this is now before my therapy, I think. Like sure. therapy really unearthed this some other stuff for me. Yeah. Like I remember this one moment in therapy where we ended up talking um, about failure, and I just remember I just got this like flash in my mind of this one moment where I'd been watching Durant. This he wasn't even. Oh, I think he just turned one. Mm -hmm. And he was learning how to spin. Like, he'd only just started walking. Mm -hmm. And he was learning how to turn, turn, turn. And he'd fall every time. But for him, it was just part of the process of mm. turning. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. You know, like, huh. falling was part of the process of turning. It wasn't a failure. Mm. And um, that was a ma major thing for me. But anyway, as I was reading up about growth mindset, the way to change and build new neural pathways for yourself has to do with getting good nutrition, getting good sleep, and exercising. And I'm not doing any of those. <laughs> okay. You know, like, 
lunch for me is like bread with some marmite on it. On the run. On the run, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the, yeah. And like we sleep way too late, go to bed way too late. And that is partly my own like ill discipline and binge watching things. And then when I do finally get to sleep, the kids wake every two hours. So, yeah, it's like I need to get more disciplined. There are yeah. many things that I just need to get more disciplined. If I want to make these four hours a week count, I have got to start making some changes in my life and getting early nights and figuring out a way to get better nutrition during the week and just finally getting my A into G, you know, yeah. and actually doing some exercise. I need to do those, and it's bigger than just means to itself but it's actually yeah got a bigger purpose that's interesting actually putting a purpose yeah. to like those types of things mm. does it just feel overwhelming though or do you feel energized to really get stuck in on that front if i feel numb like i yeah. don't feel de-energized or energized i just i don't know how to do that sure yeah yeah I'm like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Neither of us, of us are great at it. No, like, I can... wish kind of you were or I was, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. amazing buff at all this so that the other one could just be caught up in the wake, you know? Do you think but... that happens? Like, that you just get caught up if one of us goes at it? I think so. Okay. I think so. It must have some influence. Mm. Like Maybe neither this of us is... have a strong enough will to, <laughs> yeah. to do it. Or at, like, like I have. Like, I went for a run this morning. And every so often I have these t- stunts. But do you just get, yeah, like you say, you have a crazy night and then you just hammered in the morning and the mm. last thing you want to do is get up and go and run in the rain. Yeah. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe we can try and figure out something on this. Because, yeah, it's funny how that has a actually material impact on the experience of those four hours. Because like, mm. I know exactly what you mean. When you hit those, especially some mornings where you just get up, you don't have all the um, standard things <coughs> sorry, that a typical employee would have, which you go off to this office, mm. you've got your program of work to do, you've got your people that you meet. We start from scratch. It's like, well, here you go, off into the city. Mm. Do go to places that you want to go and do mm. the things that you need to do, but we've got to basically do it from scratch. And if you don't have energy, it's just hard yakka. So, mm. yeah, maybe we can hit, flick around some ideas or yeah. um, at least try something on this front. <sighs> anyway, so the, for me, that's stuff i got to work on. And then also I want to keep looking at... Um, Inspiration. Inspiration. Yeah, I guess the other thing for me as well is I feel like... So I want to keep momentum going. Yeah. And I feel like I won't have... For me to have momentum, I actually need to make something. Okay. And I think that's my my activator strength. So with yeah. Strength Finders, activator is so one of my... I think yeah. it's my second sure. one. And so, yeah, it's quite dialed up at the moment and I feel I need to do that. Whereas... At the same time, then it feels like if I were to just go and contact someone tomorrow to film them the f- next week, like <laughs> I just feel like it's it's too soon and sure. it's too fast. So I'm in that tension as well of like, like I feel like I should, 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 should kind of like be making something really soon. But then mm. there's all this tension. 
And if my therapist were to hear me using the word should, <laughs> yeah. she'd probably kick my butt. Not a um, thing to say. No. Okay. Interesting, actually. Hmm. I should have a <laughs> bit of a squiz into what's going on there behind that thinking. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like in general, though, there's a... Like, the process seems clear to me. I mean, you're talking about the timing and you seem to want it to go... Far, or there's that tension about how fast. But the process of discovering things inspiration mm. and then chatting to mike and mm. then starting to form together a pro- yeah. i wonder if once you you're able to get an inspiration and form a bit of a bit of clarity um it'd be interesting to see what it feels mm. like then probably just need to take the pressure off um take the pressure off well, it's hard it's i think it's hard to be in this inspiration kind of emergence zone yeah. and try and force it to yeah. go fast although something that you've just done really well is you said before for the next five to seven weeks yeah. i'm going to be in this phase yeah so you've actually given yourself permission within a boundary interesting yeah you know like yeah. i almost need to do that for myself as well as give myself like actually i guess if you were in a corporate or in a business you guys you would be setting up blocks of yep time or you know on your yearly planner mm-hmm. so maybe i should do a similar thing where i actually say for x number of weeks this is the phase i'm going to be in mm. yeah actually be a little bit more just planned about it okay yeah yeah i'll do that all right make a note of that <laughs> nice. all righty we should go cool we're trying to keep it a bit shorter these days yeah, that's a shorter one nice <laughs> sweet well until next week all right bye bye